There are reports that the Islanders have begun contract negotiations with Matthew Barzal. We've got the latest on that, and Sedano Chara makes his decision. All that and more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could join us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you so much for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We have got a lot of things to discuss on today's show. But if you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe something you'd like us to talk about on a future episode of the show, feel free to send us an email. The email address is LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, NYR VSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And yes, today is the day that Islanders veterans are reporting to training camp. They'll get their physicals on Wednesday, today. And they will hit the ice for the first time on Thursday of this week. So it's exciting to think that the 2022-2023 Islanders as a group are going to take to the ice for the first time tomorrow. And I love it. I love this time of year, always full of optimism and hopefully of good news as we get closer and closer to the start of the season. First preseason game coming up on Monday. Got some news yesterday from Elliot Friedman, who is always a a pretty reliable source. And uh, basically, uh, Friedman indicated that the Islanders have had some conversations with Matthew Barzal's agent regarding that all-important contract extension. Uh, Here's what Friedman had to say. I got a call from someone on Sunday, and they said that they think the Islanders and Barzal have begun talking here. He said to me he thinks they've begun talking about it. I don't know what the likelihood is, but the conversations are underway. That is good news. And Look, I don't think there is an overwhelming sense of urgency 
You know one of Lula Morello's big, most famous statements, uh, you know, one of his sayings is, if you have time, use it. And I think the Islanders do have some time right now when it comes to figuring out what to do with Barzal. But I also think this. Time, yeah, the Islanders do have time, but time is not necessarily on their side. So, overall, uh, you need to know, if you're the New York Islanders, that by the trade deadline, you need to know what your chances are. And if the two sides are still very far apart at the trade deadline, and they don't have something on the horizon... That's kind of when you have to make a decision. Do you cut bait and maybe trade Barzy and see what you can get for him as a rental? Or, you know, do you take that chance of losing him for no compensation, which would be deja vu all over again for Islander fans after what happened with John Tavares four years ago? Now, the other piece of good news, Matthew Barzal continuing to say good things about his experiences on Long Island and how much he really enjoys playing here. Barzi saying this uh, on Saturday. I love it out there. I think it's underrated. It doesn't get talked about enough. The lifestyle you can live on Long Island. Being in New York, you just have so much around you. And then you know, Barzal basically said his time in New York and Long Island has made him more of a New Yorker than in a Canadian and talked about some of his favorite athletes that stuck with one team long-term or for almost all or all of their career and how that would be important to him. So, overall, uh, good signs that the Islanders and Barzal's agents have begun conversations, and also that Matthew Barzal reiterates to everybody, hey, I love Long Island, and I, I, I really want to stay there. All of that is really good news. And if you go back a year, remember last October, so that's, you know, next month, it'll be exactly one year that Lamorello extended Ryan Pulak and signed him to an eight-year extension. That would be great timing, as far as I'm concerned, to see the Islanders re-signing Barzi, you know, sometime in September, October. But let's get it done sooner rather than later, because here's the, the thing. Salary cap is going to go up, but if Barzal has a monster season this year, or even, you know, a point-a-game season. Let's give him 80 points in 80 games, let's say. You know, 30 goals, 50 assists, just to throw numbers out there. Or 25 goals, 55 assists. The price is only going to go up. Salaries, as you get into next year, are only going to go up across the board. You know, a top-line player. We just had... Nathan McKinnon signed a new contract with the Avalanche that made him the highest paid player in the NHL. Guarantee the next time a superstar's contract comes up, 
that next star is going to ask for McKinnon money, and the number will just keep going up. You sign Barzi sooner before he has, hopefully, a bounce-back solid season for the Islanders this year. And before that number keeps going up, maybe, you know, it's not going to save you a whole lot of money, but it is going to save you some. And I think Matthew Barzal, you're looking at a seven- or eight-year deal, probably somewhere in the neighborhood of $9.5 to $10 million a year, and the Islanders might, you know, be able to figure that out. Won't necessarily affect this year's cap situation because he still has one year left on his deal, so it's an extension, not, you know, replacing the current deal necessarily. But I think the sooner the Islanders can do it and maybe they can sort of uh, manipulate the numbers a little bit to help themselves against the cap, the better off things will be for Lou Lamorello and the New York Islanders. So we'll keep you up to date on all the latest news regarding that. Meanwhile, we have got more to discuss on today's show. Zdeno Chara making his decision. We'll talk about that. Plus, uh, we will respond to one of your emails, all that and more still to come on this episode of the Locked on Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news and podcasts, including the opening few weeks of the season's games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf, and hey, hockey. Preseason starts next week. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. So, Zdeno Chara. We knew that an announcement was going to come sometime this month. Well, it is now the 21st of September. It took him till the the 19th uh, or the 20th, excuse me, to make the announcement, but Big Z retiring at the age of 45 after 24 NHL seasons. 24 seasons. Think about it. Zdeno Chara was playing in the NHL before Atu Ratu and William DeFore were born. They weren't even born yet, and Big Z was already in the National Hockey League. And look, somebody commented on on YouTube yesterday, and I think they're right, that the four seasons that Big Z spent with the Islanders and that would be part of 97-98, then 98-99 through 2000-2001, and then 2021-2022. They're really not the focus of his career. You know, Zdeno Chara, he did sign a one-day contract to retire as a Boston Bruin. That's the team he will forever be most associated with in the memory of of hockey fans, that's where he really played his best and most dominating hockey. 
But, you know, the Islanders did draft him third round back in 1996. Six foot nine, 250 pounds. Big guy, played in 1,680 career NHL games. Scored 209 goals, 680 points, 2,085 penalty minutes. Add 200 NHL playoff games. Yeah, that's what? Two and a half full NHL seasons of playoff games. 18 goals, 70 points, and 218 more penalty minutes. And let's face it. When, when you look at it, the awards, Big Z, he's going to the Hall of Fame. Uh, let, let's not, you know, kid ourselves about that. He is a Stanley Cup winner, a seven-time All-Star, a, and that's not like All-Star game participant. That's postseason All-Star where he was one of the best two or four defensemen in the National Hockey League. He won the Norris Trophy in 2009, won the Marc Messier Leadership Award in 2011, had a hat trick. Not a lot of defensemen have a lot of those, and he was never known primarily as a big offensive defenseman, although he did have a 19-goal, 50-point season for Boston back in 08-09. But, you know, what can you say about Zdeno Chara even this past year? when Big Z no longer had the speed and the mobility to necessarily uh, be a great defenseman anymore. He still played 72 games for the Islanders. And still, yeah, he, he was a liability at times because of his lack of speed. But if you look back at Noah Dobson's season, there is no doubt in my mind, that Noah Dobson's improvement on the ice, and we saw him take a big jump last year as compared to the previous season, don't think for a minute that the presence of Zdeno Chara and the fact that he and Zdeno Chara were uh, defense pair, uh, you know, mates for a, a good part of the season, that did accelerate Noah Dobson's development. He was able to learn from Chara, whether it was how he handled himself on the ice, off the ice, uh, how he trained, how he, you know, the advice that Chara gave him. You're talking about a guy who was, you know, out there basically for 24 seasons in the NHL and someone who was so respected around the league. I still remember seeing Zdeno Chara uh, signing autographs at the Nassau Coliseum in between periods. Uh, either he was injured or he was a scratcher. There was a reason he wasn't playing. And him standing up and taking pictures with fans and, you know, little kids would be taking their pictures with Z and he's six foot nine and he towered over them. It was it was incredible. So, uh, congratulations to Zdeno Chara on a great career. Yeah, his time with the Islanders, definitely not the focus of his career, but it was the first team he played for and the last team he played for. And uh, we'll see Zdeno Chara in the Hall of Fame. 
probably in his first or second year of eligibility. Uh, wanted to quickly touch on an email from Frank in North Patchogue. Always good to hear from Frank. And he talked about what we discussed on Monday's, uh, excuse me, Tuesday's show about Matthew Barzal saying he wishes there was one less official on the ice so the league would have, you know, there'd be more room for him to skate. And Frank basically talks about, you know, an Olympic-sized rink would put a bigger premium on skating and passing, and we could even see more open ice body checking. To think that our new home, the UBS Arena, could have had that larger ice surface, unfortunately, that's not going to happen. So how about this? Uh, Get that second referee off the ice and put him up in the press box as he can get a bird's eye view of the action. He could actually use advanced camera technology to catch what is missed on ice level. Well, Frank, first of all, thank you for the email. Look, I I wouldn't mind the olympic size rink. There's one reason that it's never going to happen. And that reason quite simply is that even if they only did it for new rinks that were being built in the future, uh, it takes seats away. And the owners aren't going to want to do that. They're going to want seats to be closer to the ice and have as many seats down there, those premium tickets that they could charge a lot of money for. So that's not going to happen. As far as putting one of the referees up in the press box, it's an interesting idea. And I haven't really thought it through completely. Technology is probably advanced enough, but I guess the question becomes, I'm almost concerned that referee up in the press box would see too much. You would need a lot of coordination between the referee on the ice and the referee in the press box, but I think it's something that's interesting and worth exploring. Love to hear everyone else's feedback on that idea by Frank in North Patchogue, but I, I, I think it is something that might be able to, you know, work out on a number of different levels. We have got more to get to on today's show. Our Islanders birthday of the day, one of the more famous Islanders, certainly the most well-known Islander of the 21st century. Let's see if you can guess who that controversial former Islander is. We've got that and more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. Yeah, yesterday, Tuesday, was the 32nd birthday of former Islanders center John Tavares, the native of Mississauga, Ontario, the first overall pick in the 2009 NHL entry draft by the Islanders, and joined the Islanders immediately that year, had a goal in his very first game, 24 goals as a rookie, and just sort of built up from there. Amazingly enough, with the Islanders, uh, not as productive as you might think. He had only one season where he was scoring more than a point a game and played more than 75 games. He did come close a number of other times. Make it two. He had two seasons where he played more than 70 games and had more than a point a game. His best season, 38 goals, 86 points in 2014-2015, came up big for the Islanders in the playoffs that year, 11 points, including six goals in 11 games, including the dramatic game winner that gave the Islanders 
their first series win since 1993 when he scored in double overtime to beat the Florida Panthers. That is still a magic moment in Islanders history. Obviously, him leaving the Islanders in 2018 to go back to Toronto and the way it was handled, disappointing and frustrating for a lot of Islander fans. But uh, I, I think the further away we get from JT's time on the island, the more you realize what an impact he had on the franchise as far as giving them uh, uh, name recognition and a certain amount of legitimacy that the franchise had been lacking for a long time. So very good that y you had John Tavares come and, and take... <coughs> excuse me, the Islanders, from a team that was floundering to a team that finally won a playoff round. We're going to go back and look at one of John Tavares' better games with the Islanders. January 15th, 2011, at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. The Buffalo Sabres are in town. Ryan Miller, the goalie. Rick DiPietro, yesterday's Islanders' birthday of the day, is the goalie for the Isles, and it was... A scoreless first period, but with Radic Martinek in the box for high sticking, future Islander Thomas Vanek makes it 1-0 Buffalo. A power play goal 17 seconds into the second. Tyler Ennis and Jason Pominville with the assist. But the Islanders even the score at 7.50. John Tavares, our Islander's birthday of the day, his 16th from line mates P.A. Parento and Matt Molson. That ties it at 1.00. Then the Islanders go on the power play. Rob Niedermeyer off for high sticking. Tavares on the power play, his 17th of the year. Second of the game, Matt Molson and Amac. Andrew McDonald get the assist. And then Tavares completes the natural hat trick. Three minutes and two seconds later, his 18th from Molson and Parenteau at 13.36. Isles up 3-1. to one. And less than two minutes later, Blake Como, his 13th from Josh Bailey and Bruno Gervais after 40 minutes, 4-1 in favor of the Isles. Tyler Ennis scores for Buffalo on the power play. Milan Yersina in the box for interference. Jordan Leopold and Jason Pominville with the assist at 5.55 of the third. That makes it a 4-2 game, but then the Islanders shorthanded. Josh Bailey off for hooking. Michael Grabner scores a shorty, his 10th. Matt Martin and Milan Yersina with the assist at 16.52. A late goal by Jochen Hecht of the Sabres makes the final score 5-3 to three Isles. But for the New York Islanders, uh, a nice win. 40 saves for Rick DiPietro. This was a wide-open game. 43 shots for Buffalo, 37 for the Islanders. They were led by John Tavares, who had seven shots on goal. He scored on three of them and got the hat trick. He was a plus one, two even strength goals, one power play goal, and he was on the ice for 19 minutes and nine seconds. So we want to wish a very happy birthday to John Tavares, even though Islander fans are not always thrilled with him for the way he left the island, but uh, nine Solid seasons for JT with the Isles, and he did mean a lot to this franchise when he was here. The Islanders veterans report today. They are going to get their physicals, take to the ice as a unit for the first time Thursday. 
I, for one, cannot wait. I am looking forward to that. We will have reports from training camp with all the latest news, who's playing well, what some of the line combinations are, um, who the coaches are speaking about. If there are, hopefully not many or any injuries, but if they happen, we'll let you know about that. And, you know, as players start to be sent back down to their junior team or to the Bridgeport Islanders, We'll let you know about that, too. So we'll have everything covered for you about the Isles throughout training camp and the preseason. And I'm very happy that hockey is back. want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked on NHL, it's your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. Enjoy the first day of training camp. And, of course, let's go Islanders.